Krishna's. At that time, the Blessed One entered the Samadhi that expresses the Dharma called profound illumination. And at the same time, noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, while practicing the profound Prajnaparamita, saw in this way, saw the five scandals to be empty of nature. Then, through the power of the Buddha, Venerable Shariputra said to noble Avogateshvara, Bodhisattva Mahasattva, how should a son or daughter of noble family train who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita rest in this way, noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, said to Venerable Putra, a son or daughter of noble family who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita should see it in this way, seeing the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Form is emptiness, emptiness also is form. Emptiness is no other than form, form is no other than emptiness. In the same way, feeling, perception, formation, and consciousness are emptiness. Thus, Shariputra, all dharmas are emptiness. There are no characteristics. There is no birth and no cessation. There is no impurity and no purity. There is no decrease and no increase. Therefore, Shariputra, in emptiness there is no form, no feeling, no perception, no formation, no consciousness, no eye, no ear, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind, no appearance, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch, no dharmas, no eye, datu, up to no mind, datu, no datu of dharmas, no consciousness, datu, no ignorance, no end of ignorance, up to no old age and death, no end of old age and death. No suffering, origin of suffering, no cessation of suffering, no path, no wisdom, no attainment, and no non-attainment. Therefore, Shariputra, since the Bodhisattvas have no attainment, they abide by means of Prajnaparamita. Since there is no obscuration of mind, there is no fear. They transcend falsity and attain complete nirvana. All the Buddhas of the three times by means of Prajnaparamita fully awaken to unsurpassable truth, complete enlightenment. Therefore, the great mantra of Prajnaparamita, the mantra of great insight, the unsurpassed mantra, the unequaled mantra, the mantra that calms all suffering should be known as truth since there is no deception. Prajnaparamita mantra is said in this way, Teata Om Gate Gate Paragate Parasangate Bodhisoha. Thus, Shariputra, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, should train in the profound Prajnaparamita. Then the Blessed One arose from that samadhi and praised noble Avokateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, saying, Good, good, O son of noble family, thus it is, O son of noble family, thus it is. One should practice the profound Prajnaparamita just as you have taught, and all the Tathagatas will rejoice. When the Blessed One had said this, Venerable Shariputra and noble Avokateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, that whole assembly in the world with its gods, humans, asuras, and gandharvas rejoiced and praised the words of the Blessed One. Jai 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 Jai
fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. Holy Lamas high, wrap the sky and your Dharma bodies in massive clouds of knowledge and love. <clears throat> Let them pour upon the earth of your disciples as we are ready. Shower of rain, the teachings deep and wide.
So uh, today, earlier we were speaking of an introduction to Buddhism. Um, and if we look at the finest uh, or most accurate um, introduction to Buddhism, uh, we can find it right here in the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment by Lama Tsongkhapa. Uh, and we uh, have in the introductory section uh, a real true introduction to the um, a Buddhist tradition. Um, so this is surely uh, the most appropriate way um, to give that sort of teaching. So, in looking at the beginning section uh, of the text called The Great Treatise on the Stage of the Path to Enlightenment by Lama Tsongkhapa, we find uh, um, the, the section that shows the two different ways in which to explain teachings. The first way is according to the Nalanda tradition, and that goes by way of the three purities. The purity uh, of the speech of the master, the purity of the mind of the disciple, and the purity of the teaching that will be explained. Um, so this is the Nalanda uh, um, ancient tradition of explaining teachings. Uh, and then there's another tradition called the Vikramalashila tradition, uh, and it goes that way of explaining teachings is by way of the three greatnesses. Uh, the greatness of the teachings author, uh, the greatness of uh, the teaching itself, um, and then ha the great how to listen to and explain the teachings uh, in, the, in a great way, or the great way to listen to um, and explain teachings. Uh, so Lama Tsongkhapa has chosen in this particular text to follow the Vikramalashila tradition that goes by way of the three greatnesses, um, and then begins his explanation um, uh, uh, with in that manner. Um, so, uh, in the sections, their first section is the homage or prologue, or it's also called the expression of worship section. Um, and then the next section, which we're dealing with right now, are the preliminaries. Uh, um, so, uh, that's where we are in the text, um, and we're at the point where the three greatnesses are being explained. <laughs> So the first section deals with the greatness of the teachings author. Um, and here uh, we're uh, speaking of author, the, uh, we're speaking of Lord Tisha, who wrote The Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment, which is considered the root to this actual commentary. So. Um, in this section, uh, we find the liberation life story of Lord Atisha. We find how he was born into a lineage, uh, a noble or a lin uh, lineage, and the noble here stands for Arya, 
or superior lineage. Um, so uh, he was born uh, into a lineage, um, which is a lineage of superiors. In the, in the liberation life story, we find that he was born in a city east of India in Bengal, um, and he was uh, um, a prince, then uh, 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 obviously the son of a king and uh, a queen. <coughs> so the king had the king and queen had three sons, uh, and Tisha was the middle aged son. <coughs> so then he became a great scholar in all areas of knowledge, those areas of knowledge that are in uh, uh, within Buddhism, in those areas of knowledge outside of Buddhism, and the areas of knowledge such as the five topics and so forth. So he became a great scholar relative to all of subjects available for, that one could study. So then, the, uh, uh, then Lord Atisha became a great scholar and mastered uh, through his studies the sutra and tantra tradition within Buddhism. Um, and then this shows um, how uh, Lord Atisha gained his excellent quality of, of scriptural knowledge. So shows that he studied all of these uh, um, common and uncommon teachings, then mastered sutra and tantra. Um, and then the next section shows uh, what he did with that learning. Um, so uh, and, uh, how he had realizational um, uh, doctrine uh, uh, occur. So the next section shows how he engaged in uh, the practice of the three highest higher trainings, the highest higher training in ethics, highest higher training in concentration, and highest higher training in wisdom. Um, so uh, it goes from uh, the... Um, the, his origin, our liberation life story, and then how he gained his excellent qualities of scripture, and then what he did with those excellent qualities of scripture to realize them. Mm. So then the next section shows what he did with the excellent qualities of realizational knowledge um, in India and then in Tibet. Um, first it shows how he was of great benefit to many sentient beings uh, because of his mastery and realization within India. Um, and then uh, what he did in Tibet. And, and then within those um, uh, stories we, we, sh we find how Lord Atisha cleansed the teachings of the impurities or the mistaken uh, uh, views that had um, begun to corrupt them in Tibet. Uh, so uh, Atisha is known as uh, um, uh, known for uh, purifying the teachings of error or, or removing the errors from the teachings. <laughs>
So in uh, Drone Tompa's text, one of Drone Tompa's texts, I'm sorry, I don't know the exact name, but uh, who's a Tisha's root disciple, we find a quote that states that um, before you, Lord Atisha, arrived in the land of the snows, the Buddha's doctrine was there, but there was much confusion relative to emptiness. Um, and because of your uh, clarification, uh, you are a kind master. Um, so Drone Tompa. Uh, showed, uh, stated in this um, um, scripture that yes, the Buddhist doctrine was available in Tibet at the time, uh, but when at, when Lord Atisha arrived, but there was uh, error in their the view of emptiness and, and more error than not error. Monchewa, there were more er errors than uh, there were uh, non-mistaken views. So, um, because Atisha came to cleanse the doctrine, he is very kind. What <laughs>
truth or teaching and realizational uh, truth or teaching. And when we look at this section here, we're really dealing with the scriptural uh, truth. That's what we're speaking of and the greatness of the teaching uh, or truth. Um, so I hate to be confusing with going back and forth with truth and teaching, but um, I'm sorry. So the, the greatness of, of the, the teaching is really referring to that scriptural doctrine. Um, and if we look at uh, this text, this text is really a commentary on Atisha's lamp for the path to enlightenment. So it says that Atisha's lamp is really the root behind this, or the word chief could be used uh, when we're looking at what's going, explained in this uh, great treatise. It's really the contents of the lamp in a more expansive way, or explained uh, more thoroughly. Um, so the, the chief behind all of this explanation is truly the lamp, and Lama Tsongkhapa asserts that uh, right in the section on the greatness of the teaching. And uh, <clears throat> when we look at uh, um, all sentient beings' mind, we find that uh, there is a common um, link, uh, or there is, a, there is a commonality, uh, and that is the fact that all sentient beings possess Buddha potential or Buddha nature, and the reason for this is that all sentient beings possess a mind that is in the nature of clear light and unsullied. So the mind is nat not naturally stained. It's naturally in the nature of clear light. And it's for this reason that the mind can be transformed into that which uh, knows all phenomena. The mind can be cleansed of all misdeeds and negativities and be filled with only excellent qualities. Uh, so it's because the mind isn't by nature tarnished or sullied that this can happen. And Buddha Shakyamuni previously was exactly like ourselves. Um, he had misdeeds and had a mind that was sullied. Um, and then he achieved the mind that aspires to enlightenment, or bodhicitta, and then accumulated merit for three countless eons uh, in order to cleanse his mind of all negativities and in order to accomplish all excellent qualities. So the Buddha has relinquished all of the negativities of his or her mind and the Buddha has gained all excellent qualities uh, that are attainable in a mind. Uh, so uh, it's for this reason uh, that we say that um, um, all sentient beings also have this potential because the mind is in the same nature. Uh, the nature of clear light that's not naturally stained or sullied. Um, so, uh, speaking of virtue, there are three different ways in which we can accumulate virtue, or three uh, avenues uh, um, to, for accumulating virtue. One is the, through the body, the second is through the speech, and the third is through the mind. And the, <clears throat> when we go back to the topic of the greatness of the teaching, um, the teaching uh, itself uh, that the Buddha uh, gave um, can be divided into various categories, the literal teachings, the figurative teachings. So there were many different teachings that the Buddha gave, and, if, uh, and more specifically, there are three turnings of the wheel uh, that are historically... Um, um, uh, the, the, the three turnings of the wheel of Dharma, or three specific teachings that Buddha gave that we find uh, as the historical main points that Buddha made. And the first turning of the wheel of Dharma was the Four Noble Truths. 
on the second turning of the wheel of Dharma, the heart sutra, or the sutra of the heart of transcendent knowledge, and then the third turning of the wheel, the wheel of good differentiation. So the Buddha's uh, uh, speech, uh, or teaching, uh, can be divided then into three categories. Uh, teaching that uh, um, was heard by someone, uh, a teaching that was directly given by the Buddha, or quoted, uh, the Buddha is quoted in, uh, um, that the Buddha directly spoke, and then a blessed teaching. Um, and the, the, the teaching, as far as virtue goes, in those contexts, uh, um, fall under the category of virtue of the speech, um, because there is a, um, a speech being uh, given, uh, and it's truth that is the speech, so that's necessarily virtue. The Buddha can also gathers virtue uh, uh, through teaching uh, through the body in some instances where we find that the crown protrusion actually of a Buddha is able to give teachings where the Buddha is not speaking at all through his, his or her mouth but the crown protrusion uh, is actually giving a teaching so then under this case it would be considered virtue of the body but in all the other cases where the Buddha is actually speaking giving teachings uh, in those three different ways just explained, uh, we would say that's necessarily virtue of the speech. And in the Sutra of the Heart of Transcendent Knowledge, we find an occurrence of a uh, blessed teaching. Um, and what that means is that uh, Shariputra and Chen Rezig in the Sutra of the Heart of Transcendent Knowledge are engaging in a dialogue that is uh, completely controlled by Lord Buddha. Uh, Buddha was able to, through his um, um, powers, uh, um, put um, Shariputra and Chen Rezig under, I hate to use this word, spell or uh, a trance, uh, and then was able to uh, conduct this question and answer session. Uh, so that is considered a teaching of the Buddha as well, because the Buddha actually, uh, um, through his mind's power, was giving the teaching through other individuals. So. Uh, in the Sutra of the Heart of Transcendent Knowledge, that teaching is considered the speech of the Buddha uh, in the whole entire thing because Shariputra and Chen Rezig were under this spell. Um, so, um, the, the, Buddha, uh, the, the Buddha teaches um, what is called the truth or the teaching um, and is able to do so because he or she has eradicated all negativities just as we can because we have the same mind potential. So, the one that, the, in the beginning section of the Sutra of Heart of Transcendent Knowledge, where it says, um, uh, um, in Rajagriya at Vulture Peak Mountain, together with a great gathering of the Sangha of monks and a great gathering of the Sangha of Bodhisattvas, at that time the Blessed One entered the Samadhi. All of this is a recount um, that the Buddha was, uh, um, uh, has told, actually it might even be, uh, was told by the Buddha to uh, uh, state later. Um, remembered or told by the Buddha to state later, one of those two. I don't remember which one is exactly literal, but all of those details within the Sutra of the Heart of Transcendent Knowledge um, um, are considered uh, um, Buddha's speech as well, um, because it's a recount of the events that Buddha stated to recount. 
Uh, so those would all categorically fall under that. So the place, the time, uh, etc., all of these would fall under that category. So if it is um, uh, Buddhist speech, uh, it is necessarily um, scriptural teaching or scriptural truth. Um, but we also say if it is the commentary uh, on Buddhist speech, it is also considered scriptural teaching or scriptural doctrine. So that which is the direct speech of the Buddha and that which is the commentary on the speech of the Buddha falls categorically under the scriptural doctrine or scriptural teaching. So the um, greatness of the teaching has uh, four different categories. The first category um, is the greatness of uh, enabling one to know that all of the teachings are free of contradiction. Um, so here, this section shows how even though uh, there are points that we can find that are different in the sutra and the tantric tradition, and we find the use of uh, bliss as a path uh, um, um, in the tantric tradition where we don't find this uh, in the sutra tradition. tradition. Um, the, this section shows how even though these differences are present, they are not mutually exclusive, that there are no contradiction in the teachings, even though there are differences in points and there are paths that are uncommon in the tantric vehicle to the, the, the um, perfection vehicle. Um, they are not contradictory, even though those points are different and not not common. So in the perfection vehicle, the basis of the perfection vehicle is the mind that aspires to enlightenment and then the practice of the six perfections. So it's really, uh, um, those, those topics are indispensable uh, when we look at the tantric tradition because it's independence upon the mind that aspires to enlightenment and the six perfections that the tantric vehicle occurs or that tantra occurs. So tantra is dependent upon the perfection vehicle. Um, so it, we can't say that they are mutually exclusive or contradictory because uh, tantra needs the perfection vehicle tradition in order for it to occur or to work. 
so in this section that shows how all the teachings are free of contradiction, um, it's the, the um, reason uh, for the freedom from contradiction uh, is because there are uh, different needs, uh, um, or different uh, um, needs of disciples. So uh, there are figurative teachings that are given, there are literal teachings that are given, and all of these t teachings that are given are given for the purpose of uh, 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 certain dispositions, uh, the purpose to fill the needs of certain dispositions. So a doctor uh, gives various different kinds of medicine to his or her patients dependent upon the illness that he or she has, that the, the patients have. So the doctor doesn't give one specific medicine to cure all, uh, or a universal medicine that cures all diseases or illnesses. There are different medicines for different diseases, and that is the same reason that the Buddha gave different teachings, because there are different aptitudes or different scopes of, his, of Buddha's disciples. Um, so it's, it's not contradictory in the same way that giving different medicines to different people is not contradictory. <laughs> Okay, so here we've arrived at page 49 in the English tradition. Uh, it says, the precious teacher uh, said, my guru, Atisha, is the one who knows how to bring all the teachings within a four-sided path. Uh, and th these words are very meaningful. So that's where we've arrived at um, in the teaching. Uh, it's on page 49 in the English, um, on page 15 uh, in the Tibetan text. What the Katula, what does the temper touching came to be chalk at the water, brought them to some terrible. Gishine, Temper and Machine, Temper Tanji, Trojanji, Cheshevas, Temper, and the Sanjee Long Temper, to be Temper in the Long Temper, and the Sanjee Katan, they wounded them. That was Sanjee Kayigre. What the name to say it all London. Temper Tanji, Trojanji, Cheshevas there. Okay, 
So, the precious teacher John Tompa said, My Guru Atisha is the one who knows how to bring all the teachings. And here, teachings referring to the Buddhist truth. So, teachings here, because there were so many given, uh, are very vast. So by saying, bringing all of the teachings, that's a vast amount of information uh, that Lord Atisha is able to condense into a four-sided path. Um, so uh, it says these words are very meaningful. Um, so it just shows how vast um, uh, Lord Atisha's knowledge is because he's able to take all um, of, the, of the teachings um, and bring them together. It says, because these instructions in the lamp for the path to enlightenment guide students by gathering all of the key points of sutra and mantra vehicles into the path for one person to become a Buddha, they have the greatness of producing the certainty that all of the teachings are free of contradiction. <clears throat> so, here uh, there are three different lineages that can be, are being spoken of here. When it says the key points of sutra and mantra vehicles, we can say that the key points in the sutra vehicle refer to the uh, profound, uh, I'm sorry, the extensive deeds lineage that was passed from Lord Maitreya to Asanga, um, and then down uh, through a lineage uh, that eventually ended at Sirlingpa uh, to Lord Atisha. Um, so in the sutra tradition, that's the first uh, lineage of teachings that Lord Atisha holds. And the second lineage of teachings Lord Atisha holds refers to the um, profound view lineage passed from Manjushri to Nagarjuna uh, and then eventually um, uh, then from, uh, through such masters as Chandrakirti and Aryadeva, Shantideva and then eventually uh, Kushu Chuan, 
uh, Ripikushu Chuan, um, and then to Lord Atisha. Um, so the, Lord Atisha is the holder of both of those uh, traditions, the profound view and the um, uh, extensive deeds uh, lineage. Uh, then the Tantric tradition is the tradition passed down from Vajradhara to Tulopa and Naropa, um, and then eventually to uh, Lord Atisha. Um, so uh, Lord Atisha is the holder of all of the different lineages within Sutra um, and Tantra. Um, so it's showing uh, the greatness of the teaching um, because the teacher teaching it uh, um, is able to know all of the different paths that lead one person to a state of Buddhahood. So mean, a translator's note, uh, like, um, that one person refers to all people. It's just an example of, of uh, that, that's being given here. When it says lead one person to a state of Buddhahood, it means an individual's needs. So that's loaded within the, the word one person. Uh, it refers to the, the individual's needs uh, to a state of Buddhahood. Um, so, uh, so that's what the that's what is being referred to by um, when it says teachings, um, and uh, Lord Atisha is able to produce the certainty that all of those teachings that were taught by the Buddha, literal, figurative, the profound view lineage, the excellent deeds lineage, and the tantric lineage, all of those teachings are free of contradiction and are not mutually exclusive. ว่าจะอธิษฐานมาเนี่ยแต่ตัดมาจะซ้อนอยู่ซ้อนตัดมาตัดตัดอยู่ซ้อนตัดมาตัดตัดมาซ้อนตัดตัดเนี่ยซ
um, who then later, uh, through studies and gaining more wisdom, would be able to identify the lack of true establishment of objects. But uh, at first, in order to increase their faith, and Buddha, Buddha stated that um, they were um, um, uh, they were truly truly established. Um, so uh, these these teachings were uh, given. Uh, to individuals depending upon their own capacities or their own aptitudes. Um, so this is the reason why we have the teachings that are shared in common with beings of small capacity and the teachings that are shared in common with beings of medium capacity. And then we have teachings for beings of great capacity because as one increases his or her understanding, uh, the capacity increases. What does the So, the, there are, uh, um, it says that there are teachings given for the specific timing uh, and then the teachings given for the specific being or person. Um, so, the, the timing uh, um, is dependent upon where that person is at in his or her um, um, relative to scope or capacity. Um, and then the person is the, the person, his or herself, uh, that has that scope or capacity. Um, so those beings, for instance, that uh, are um, um, at that time uh, um, uh, prepared for the uh, teachings for beings of small capacity, uh, taught that. And then at the time, uh, uh, um, they're ready for teachings for beings of medium capacity, taught that. And at the time... Uh, prepared for teachings of great, for beings of great capacity or the perfection vehicle uh, taught that and then at the time that is appropriate to teach him or her the teachings for Tantra then they are taught that. So the being itself uh, that or person refers to the person who is a, a lesser vehicle person or a person who is a bodhisattva 
vehicle person, or then uh, once the bodhisattva vehicle, that person has uh, um, um, practiced and understands the perfection vehicle, the bodhisattva vehicle, then he or she becomes a person uh, who is a, a tantric vehicle practitioner. So the time is uh, at, at, the at the moment the capacity of the person, and the person is the person who has that capacity. Um, so this is, Lord Atisha shows how all of these different teachings given at the different time to, uh, and to different persons are all the point for the main purpose of allowing or, or uh, um, bringing one sentient being to the Buddha grounds or to the grounds of the Buddha. Uh, so the aim and, uh, or purpose for the lamp for the path to enlightenment it, and the contents of it and the contents of all the teachings uh, are to bring a person to Buddhahood or to the Buddha grounds. <laughs> So it's very similar to a mother teaching a child. Uh, when a child is very small, he or she knows very little. Uh, um, and then, uh, um, as time goes on, the child goes to school, goes to the first grade, the second grade, and the third grade. Um, and the, uh, um, the capacity of that child increases as those years go by and as he or she learns more and more things. So it's very similar to uh, a mother's role um, in uh, teaching or uh, yeah, teaching her child uh, to the child's capacity at that time. <laughs> So the, the, for those who um, would benefit in some way by, those non-Buddhists uh, would benefit in some way by hearing that there was a true self, the Buddha taught that there was a true self. Um, and then as the wisdom of that disciple increased, uh, then the understanding of the lack of true self uh, would be able, uh, um, could be ascertained by that individual. And then at that time, then the Buddha would uh, give the teaching on the lack of true self. But would the Buddha gave the teaching, uh, the teaching is given to the uh, capacity of the student at that given time. Um, so uh, um, then, then in other cases, uh, so, and then after uh, um, more and more wisdom increases, then that uh, practitioner uh, is able to maybe generate the mind that aspires to enlightenment and engage in the perfection vehicle path. Um, and then as his or her abilities increase, then they perhaps engage in the, the tantric vehicle or the tantric path. But it is only, uh, um, the Buddha's teaching is uh, 
uh, only for the purpose of that individual's need at that given time. And the need is based on the, his or her abilities at that, at that time. Um, so ultimately, the text's goal is to bring that <coughs> a being to a state of Buddhahood uh, through the various stages um, that he or she needs to go through dependent upon the, his or her capacity. So there are many different uh, teachings that the Buddha gave, um, many different types of teachings that the Buddha gave. And in this uh, section where it shows the greatness of uh, showing that all the teachings are free of contradiction or that the teachings are not mutually exclusive, um, um, uh, it, it, uh, I'm sorry, I just got lost. Uh, in this section that deals with uh, um, showing that the teachings are free of contradiction, shows how the many different teachings that Buddha gave were given for the purpose of teaching to scope and that they are not contradictory or mutually exclusive. The next is the greatness of enabling one to understand that all scriptures are instructions for practice. Uh, so, it, depending, uh, uh, Buddhist speech, uh, here where it says uh, in uh, all scriptures, um, the scriptures here are referring to uh, the lamp for the path to enlightenment uh, and all of the Buddhist speech. Um, so, uh, recognizing that instructions, they are all instructions for practice. So, uh, the instructions for practice within the lesser vehicle would be the paths of the hearers and the solitary realizers. Um, so the pathways um, uh, um, that those two uh, lesser vehicle practitioners engage in, um, uh, and once the, there is a mind generation according to the hearer solitary realizer vehicle, then he or she enters the path of accumulation um, and then goes from the path of accumulation to preparation to the path of seeing to the path of uh, meditation to the path of no more learning and then is able to achieve the state of foe destroyer in the lesser vehicle tradition. So the pre instructions of, uh, um, here are the instructions given into, to the various vehicles and the pathways that one practices. So the 
uh, instructions are the instructions, literally, and the practice are the paths that um, uh, are basically engaging in the instructions or practicing the instructions. So uh, then uh, the instructions in the great vehicle refer to uh, um, um, the instructions that one practices relative to the mind that aspires to enlightenment and the generation of it, and then once one has done that, the practice practices through the five Mahayana paths, the path of accumulation, the path of preparation, path of seeing, the path of meditation, and the path of no more learning. Um, and then within those uh, pathways, the ten grounds, uh, and so forth. Um, uh, so, um, and instructions in that case uh, to practice refer to those and then in the mantra vehicle uh, also uh, the various teachings that one uh, engages in the practice uh, of um, and in order to achieve uh, the state of Buddhahood so the teachings of the great vehicle are the method that lead one to complete Buddhahood um, and then the teachings of the lesser vehicle are the method to lead one to liberation or nirvana um, so, um, the instructions for practice is just referring to that this Buddhist speech is something that, uh, or advices are those which one should practice, or methods that one should practice in order to achieve the various goals uh, that uh, result in those practices. <laughs> ดูสิโดนดูสิโอ้เลยมาเจอชุดตัวเรียลดัสคลาดเตเซวอลดัสอยู่มาเลยอันนี้ลูกจอนติจิโอ้เลยดัสมาจีสอันนี้พามีปุ
So these instructions that the Buddha gave are similar to instructions when we want to learn how to drive. We need an instructor, we need someone to show us, put your hand here, uh, go this way, do that, don't do that. Uh, don't do that um, uh, because we're not able to um, succeed uh, in the goal of learning to drive without the instructions on how to drive. Uh, if one wants to learn English or learn science, it's necessary to be instructed in English, instructed in science in order to accomplish the goal of understanding. Uh, so in the same way, uh, if one wishes to achieve the state of a higher realm rebirth, it's necessary to be instructed on how to do so. If one wishes to achieve liberation, it's necessary to be instructed on how to do so. If one wishes to achieve Buddhahood, it's necessary to be instructed on how to do so. So the instructions here is referring to uh, the, that kind of instruction in the examples just cited. That's Guru Jegu. In the Christian tradition, we find uh, instructions for practice. Uh, uh, if one goes for refuge to Jesus or goes refuge uh, goes for refuge uh, goes for refuge to God, uh, then one is able to achieve. Uh, um, it's not called rebirth, achieve a, a state of um, happiness in heaven um, or uh, a birth into heaven, uh, is literally what Rinpoche said. So uh, in the Christian tradition, we have instructions that uh, uh, are in the Bible uh, that say do this and don't do that. And if you do this and don't do that, then one can achieve uh, heaven or be born in heaven. Uh, so it's not uh, something that's exclusive in the Buddhist tradition. We have instructions in Christianity as well. There are instructions in Christianity as well, and those are found in the Bible. So in all of the religious traditions, we find uh, instructions for practice for achieving uh, various states. In the Jewish tradition, we find it. In the Hindu tradition, we find it. In the Muslim tradition, we find it. Uh, where through going through reliance upon Allah in the Muslim <coughs> tradition, uh, we we find um, uh, 
those one can achieve uh, certain results. So all different religious traditions uh, have these instructions um, uh, that uh, one is to practice in order to achieve various results. So independence upon in the Christian Christian tradition, we are able to go to heaven through reliance upon the instructions Jesus or God has given. Um, and in the Buddhist tradition, through relying upon the instructions that the three jewels gave, were uh, 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 by relying upon the three jewels, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, uh, and the speech of the Buddha, which taught, teaches the method to achieve uh, various results. Uh, the Buddha's speech uh, um, uh, or instructions, uh, Buddha's speech, which are instructions, are able to show us the method to achieve complete Buddhahood, able to show the method to achieve uh, uh, liberation and able to uh, show us the method to achieve uh, um, rebirth into the higher higher realm. So it's independence upon these instructions that uh, we can practice to achieve those results. So when we hear these instructions, it's similar to uh, our mind opening up like a flower, our, our mind uh, blossoming like a flower. So the text is a little difficult uh, and condensed. Uh, it's uh, like opening up the, the mind, the meaning like a flower, opening. So, so independence upon this text uh, we're able to because uh, many of uh, you have great abilities and are intelligent and have gone to school um, understand the meaning of these these words within the text, uh, um, yeah, that's it. Be because of uh, all the abilities of the students, we're able to read these words and understand the meaning of the of the text. <laughs> Pugi 
Just I'm having trouble because the greatness of enabling one to easily find the conqueror's intent starts on page 19, and I find it I'm, it skipped somehow. In the in, maybe it hasn't. I'm just confused right now. precious collections of Therefore, for those who desire liberation, the supreme and I. Something not right here. So no time Gawaiomare. <coughs> okay, 
So this, in general, only the scriptures of the conqueror provide the means to achieve all temporary and ultimate benefit and happiness for those who desire. In general, only the scriptures of the conqueror provide the means to achieve all temporary and ultimate benefit and happiness for those who desire liberation. For only the Buddha is free from all error in teaching that is to be adopted and that which is to be cast aside. And then there's a quote from the Uttara Tantra, Julam Alum. So in general, only the scriptures of the conqueror provide the means to achieve all temporary and ultimate benefit and happiness for those who desire liberation. For only the Buddha is free from all error in teaching what is to be adopted and what is to be cast aside. Uh, and then there's a quote from the Sublime Continuum uh, um, uh, by Maitreya, uh, Julama Uttara Tantra. So, 
only the scriptures of the conqueror. So it says here that there are uh, only the teachings of the Buddha uh, show one the method to, uh, um, uh, which is free from error to achieve all the different states, uh, those rebirths into the higher realms, those liberation, and then complete Buddhahood. Um, the, only the Buddha teaches uh, that which will allow one to eradicate uh, not only the <coughs> afflictive obstructions, but also the obstructions to omniscience. And because the Buddha, him or herself, has eradicated um, all of these things, uh, um, then uh, he or she is the appropriate um, uh, teacher and the only teacher that has this complete path uh, to explain. Um, so the meaning of here is uh, temporary is referring to uh, results in this life or in, in next life uh, um, uh, within cyclic existence. So the temporary happiness is referring to uh, those things which will pass, not uh, a complete cessation, uh, not liberation, but just temporary happiness, uh, things of this life and in the next life. Ultimate benefit and happiness uh, um, uh, is ultimate benefit uh, and happiness it can refer to um, uh, um, the liberation, uh, depending on the scope or, uh, that we're speaking of, can refer to the liberation. Uh, which is an eradicate, a complete abandonment of the afflictive obstructions, or complete Buddhahood, which is an abandonment of both the obstructions to omniscience and the afflictive obstructions. So, uh, the Buddha has cast aside all of these negativities. So, is the one who can show one how to? Is the being who can show one how to uh, cast aside those same things? Um, and there, it says, for only the Buddha is free uh, from all error in teaching. Uh, what is to be adopted and what is to be cast aside. So uh, there are, uh, there is no other um, being who uh, has an error-free uh, way of teaching. Um, and the Buddha has uh, achieved the state of omniscience or the state of all-knowing, uh, so he or she is uh, appropriate uh, and the only teacher uh, to uh, have that quality. And then the quote says, because there is no one in this world more wise than the conqueror, no other who knows precisely with omniscience all phenomena of the world and the supreme reality. Do not disturb any of the collections of sutras set forth by the sage himself. By destroying the system of the sage, you will harm the sacred teachings. Uh, so here, it uh, uh, is a quote from Maitreya showing uh, um, uh, that there is no teacher higher than Buddha. There is no... Uh, teacher qualified um, to give uh, the, uh, this complete teaching because there is no other teacher who has destroyed um, uh, all of the negativities and has gained the state of omniscience. Um, and uh, here there's a quote, previously we quoted Nagarjuna in the essay on the spirit of enlightenment. It says, because they engender in others certain knowledge that accords with their own, the wise apply themselves always and without mistake. Uh, so that, without mistake, is a, another example of the error-free uh, quality um, that uh, um, is necessary in order for uh, that qualification uh, of, of being able to bring one to a complete Buddhahood is present. Um, so Buddha is the only one who is able to do that. Um, so this is... Uh, uh, there was the confusion was is Rinpoche saying it's under the third section in the English it's the second section um, under the greatness of enabling one to understand 
that all of the scriptures are instructions uh, for practice. So I, I'm not sure uh, if what I misunderstood or not. So I just want to apologize for the confusion for a moment. ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、
So that when we look at signs and reasoning, we can state that the Buddha um, uh, um, is um, uh, the uh, uh, the only teacher that is free from error, um, because uh, he or she knows the method and the causes for uh, the method uh, to achieve uh, this. Uh, so if we look at signs and reasoning, uh, the reason that Buddha is uh, the only one who does this uh, free of error teaches uh, is because the Buddha is <coughs> because the Buddha has eradicated all negativities. Um, so this is the reason uh, for the qualification. Um, and the Buddha teaches the method uh, to achieve temporary happiness in the short term and then ultimate happiness relative to liberation uh, and Buddhahood. Um, so uh, um, the Buddha is able to do so because of his or her omniscience. So um, the Buddha's teaching is free of error um, and uh, shows one how to achieve uh, um, long and short term uh, happiness. That Mm-hmm. 
Because they're now going back to the uh, sublime continuum. Because there is no one in this world more wise than the conqueror. There's no. Uh, I'm going to do the commentary on each of the lines because uh, it was short. Uh, so there is no being who has achieved uh, the state uh, that the conqueror, that the Lord Buddha has achieved. Uh, there's no being who has eradicated uh, um, the obstructions to omniscience and the afflictive obstructions, uh, but a Buddha. No matter, no other knows precisely with omniscience all phenomena of the world and the supreme reality. So there's no other being uh, who who knows uh, um, all phenomena and understands uh, um, ultimate reality. Uh, uh, 
then the Buddha because of omniscience. Do not disturb any of the collections of sutras set forth by the sage himself. So uh, one should not remove, say that this sutra is okay, this one is not, uh, and uh, pick and choose. Uh, one should never uh, um, um, change or disturb or t uh, uh, any of the, the teachings that the Buddha gave. It says, by destroying the system of the sage, you will harm the sacred teachings. So, uh, if one were to say that this was good and this wasn't good, and, and uh, take away any of the teachings, that it, it would uh, harm uh, the teachings, which would ultimately harm uh, beings, because the teachings are for the purpose of bringing a being uh, to that uh, uh, state of Buddhahood. And it says, therefore, the words of the conqueror, the precious collections of sutra and tantra, are the supreme instructions. So the precious collections of sutra and tantra here uh, refer to the uh, teachings within the sutra tradition, the perfection vehicle, the 100,000 verse perfection of wisdom, wisdom sutra, the 20,000 verse perfection of wisdom sutra, the 8,000 verse perfection of wisdom <coughs> sutra, um, uh, and all of those commentaries by the great trailblazers such as Arya, Nagarjuna, and uh, Lord Asanga. Um, so, and then the tantra tradition, which includes all the different uh, um, tantras, the four tantras and the uh, systems of Guya Samaja and so forth. Um, so if one were to just try to um, um, understand uh, the meaning of the uh, uh, precious collections, um, uh, if one wished to understand the meaning of Sutra and Tantra without explanation, without commentary, it would be very difficult. Uh, it would be um, almost impossible to extract what the meaning of some of these texts are without uh, instructions. So it says, nonetheless, since students <coughs> in this later time will not discover the intent of those words by delving into them on their own without depending on valid commentaries and the personal instructions of excellent beings, the great trailblazers compose treatises and personal instructions that comment on their intended meaning. So at this time, it's not possible for beings to direct texts and to understand them without instruction or without explanation. So it's necessary to rely upon the explanations um, in order to extract the, the intended meaning uh, of the scriptures. Uh, um, so therefore, uh, for something to be a pure personal instruction, it must bestow certain knowledge of the classic texts. No matter how well you learn it, a personal instruction is only cast something to be cast aside if it cannot bestow certain knowledge of the meaning of the Buddha's words and the great commentaries or their intent, or if it teaches a path that is compatible with these. Um, so we can see that um, um, we can discover the intent or the advice uh, that the conqueror is giving to achieve certain goals by depending upon these instructions and, and by depending upon uh, various texts and teachers. And then we'll be able to see uh, how these instructions can be put into practice or how these advices can be put into practice. And I just forgot one thing. And the perfection vehicle that we find many texts such as the six treatises of Nagarjuna and the five great texts of uh, uh, Maitreya and so forth. 
So there are many different, uh, uh, at this time it's not truly possible to discover the conqueror's intent or the meaning by just directly looking at the 100,000 verse perfection of Wisdom Sutra or the 20,000 verse or the 8,000 verse um, or the, the secret teachings uh, such as Guya Samaja uh, without, without a commentary on them. So it's necessary to rely upon the commentaries of the great masters such as the two trailblazers, the Sangha and Nagarjuna in order to extract the meaning of uh, the conqueror's words or the intent of the conqueror to extract uh, the meaning of all those vast sutras and, and tantras. So if, uh, um, it says here, um, no matter how well you, a personal instruction is only something to be cast aside if it cannot bestow certain knowledge of the meaning of Buddha's words uh, um, and the great commentaries on it. So it, if it is only something that one... Uh, um, um, uh, a personal instruction is only to be cast aside if it uh, keeps one from understanding uh, reality or uh, um, um, keeps one from understanding Buddha's words or the, the teachings. Uh, so this is the only instruction that should be cast aside. <laughs>
There are those who conclude that any classic text should be considered only an explanatory teaching, therefore lacking the key points for practice. Uh, they hold that there are separate personal instructions that teach the core meanings that are the heart of practice. They then imagine that there are two separate forms of the excellent teaching, a teaching that is to be explained to you and a teaching that you practice. Know that this attitude precludes the development of great respect for the stainless sutras and tantras as well as the flawless treaties that comment on their intent. Know also that you accumulate the karmic obstruction of abandoning the teaching when you see those classic texts as objects of contempt and say, those are merely for promoting one's superficial knowledge and eliminating others' misconceptions. They do not teach the deep meaning. So this is referring to those who would uh, say that um, uh, um, uh, those, there are certain teachings that were only uh, for the point of defeating um, others' misconceptions uh, or to, uh, uh, they don't, that are to defeat non-Buddhist traditions and that they uh, don't uh, uh, contain those uh, core practices, uh, texts such as the six treatises of Nagarjuna or the five volume uh, treatises of uh, Maitreya, um, um, the various uh, classic texts um, uh, are, are seen to be not instruction. So if one has this belief, then he or she's faith is cut uh, or severed and then one engages in the, the misdeed of abandoning the Dharma, or the fault of the great fault of abandoning the Dharma. So one should see that um, all of these uh, texts, um, uh, the sutras and tantras and the commentaries on them, uh, are uh, uh, for the point are I'm sorry are personal instructions and uh, are um, not uh, uh, separate categories of. of of teachings, um, so that, that all of the teachings that are given are personal instructions and not, uh, some are and some are not, uh, and it's considered a, a negativity of abandoning the Dharma if one believes uh, that some are and some are not. The Nalanda tradition and the Vikramalashila ancient tradition of studying the texts 
and engaging in uh, rigorous analysis um, uh, and debate uh, then became the traditions in, uh, uh, everywhere that had the Buddhist tradition, <coughs> became the tradition in Mongolia and Tibet, uh, the Himalaya regions the Ch uh, in China. Um, all of uh, this style uh, um, of study um, became the norm in these places um, because of the fact that the uh, meaning is so vast and the analysis is necessary in order to extract the true meaning of these texts. So it's for that reason that we see this intense amount of analysis that springs from or comes from the ancient Nalanda and Vikramalashila tradition of analysis. So this is something that slowly <coughs> develops. The, the understanding of, of this is something that slowly develops. Today we know something, and then tomorrow we have a little bit more of an understanding. Uh, and uh, uh, then there is now... The, this is a process of, of a, a graduated process, or a, a process of stages of slowly learning these things uh, um, and, and getting clearer and clearer on the points contained within. And their quote from the Uttara Tantra says, Because there is no one in the world more wise than the conqueror, no other who knows precisely with omniscience all phenomena and supreme reality do not disturb any of the collections of sutra set uh, by set forth by the sage himself, by destroying the system of the sage, you will harm the sacred teachings. And then we see uh, that Jay Rinpoche, or Lama Tsongkhapa, then takes that quote and uh, elucidates the meaning of it even more by commenting on it below. Uh, so this is the tradition. Uh, this this uh, follows that those ancient traditions of analysis where uh, there is a quote and then uh, commentary on the, the, word, the words uh, contained within it. So it takes a lot of thinking and a lot of analysis. It, uh, it's stated in the second cha chapter of the commentarium on the Compendium of Valid Cognition by Dharmakirti. 
that uh, the conqueror is the sole refuge for sentient beings because he alone is the teacher of the four truths. Um, and the meaning of this is that the Buddha is the only one who has ex uh, expressed the meaning of the Four Noble Truths, and it's for that reason that uh, the, um, uh, the, the mo that he is uh, the, the true refuge for all sentient beings, or the only uh, kuna, the only true refuge for sentient beings. Um, <clears throat> so, without thinking about um, uh, all of these topics and without analysis, Arriving at the idea that the Buddha even has this omniscience, uh, it would be quite impossible. So one has to rely upon these words and reasons for establishing that there is this uh, presence of omniscience, and there is this uh, being to uh, that um, is um, uh, worthy of of our faith. That our mind possesses uh, great abilities. Our mind possesses the potential to cognize all phenomena. Our mind possesses the potential to be error-free or stainless. Um, so uh, because we can abandon all of these things, uh, um, uh, we can achieve that state. So uh, by um, uh, we can abandon uh, um, first the grasping at true establishment and the imprints, uh, the imprints of the grasping at true establishment um, that then uh, create uh, the afflictions, uh, which then create karma, which then uh, creates the um, 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 cyclic existence. So by abandoning the grasping at true establishment, we can abandon those afflictions or imprints which create cyclic existence and achieve uh, the state of liberation. And by thinking again and again, uh, uh, about uh, that and then coupling it with the mind that aspires to enlightenment, we are able to get rid of the imprints of the imprints or the uh, obstructions to omniscience and eventually is achieve the state of complete Buddhahood. But it's because of our mind's ability or the potential that our mind has that we can achieve these various higher states of liberation and then eventually complete Buddhahood. <laughs> Meditation upon emptiness and the mind that aspires to enlightenment is similar to medicine. It's a, an opponent to uh, the afflictions and the grasping at true establishment. So by um, practicing the mind that aspires to enlightenment and the six perfections and the wisdom realizing emptiness, we can then um, engage in the uh, um, uh, mantric path or the, the tantric path, the shenju dong, the senche dong, doni do bishar nyan and shena. Then we're able to uh, uh, become initiated um, into the tantric tradition and engage in the tantric practices. What the Nissan does, how is it in the US? That is a much more. 
the nuclear governance. Uh, so <coughs> this is what we, we should think about in order to uh, develop this understanding of the Buddha's uh, intent uh, or the Buddha's uh, um, teachings. Uh, any other way of doing so would be quite difficult. All sentient beings possess this Buddha. All sentient, All sentient beings possess this mental consciousness and this mind that is not truly established. So uh, slowly, if we go over this again and again, uh, we'll be able to arrive at the meaning by going uh, slowly again and again. Yeah. <laughs> So now it looks like we're out of time. Let's go to the uh, concluding prayers. <clears throat> the fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure land. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Losandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In the heavenly realm of Tibet, surrounded by a chain of snow mountains, the source of all happiness and health for beings is Tenzin Jatso, Chen Rezigan person. May his life be secure for hundreds of kalpas. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandak, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, a spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts, with exceptional wisdom and place of appearance. Thank you.